You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launch date the 14th of March, 2021. It was the end of everything. The final battle. The last stand of the Death Lords of Ketha. Jonah and Benji. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and have we got a packed podcast for you? Have we? I believe we have, yes. As yes. well as bringing you all our regular features, that's oh, yes. the listeners' emails, reviews, which is the Paternoster Gang Heritage 4, that's and the Randomoid Selectatron, uh, where we give you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish release, uh, we're previewing two landmark Big Finish Doctor Who productions. That's right, we go behind the scenes of the very very last of our monthly adventures, Doctor Who Range. The End of the Beginning by Rob Valentine and featuring Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Peter Davison and Paul McGann. And we tease you with interviews and clips from this week's long-awaited Doctor Who Lost Stories release, Return of the Cybermen. Oh. Adapted from the original script submitted by Cyberman creator Jerry Davis back in 1974, featuring the fourth Doctor with his companions Sarah and Harry. Harry Sullivan is an imbecile. Chill. That was from Revenge of the Cybermen. And to round things off, we tease you with the first 15 minutes of the end of the beginning. Because that's not confusing. The first 15 minutes of the end of the beginning. Uh, (laughs) Good fun. Just a quick word about the end of the beginning, actually. Naturally, much has been made online of the end of our monthly adventures range. But seriously, don't think of it as the end of anything. It's just the beginning of a much more accessible way of bringing our Doctor Who stories to you. Instead of having a random set of Doctors crammed together in one range, we're opening things out so that each Doctor gets their own range. And you can expect loads of exciting announcements on all the new stuff pretty darn soon. Get everything getting in order. But uh, you can rest assured that we're all working extremely hard on making it really, really special. Right then, so now it is time for us to take a look at our latest reviews. And as promised, we're talking about the Paternoster Gang Heritage 4, Arsenal Lil. Christmas one and all! Strax, this alarm! I beg your pardon! I said, these alarms! What about them? Turn them off! Of course! Now, which button was it? (laughs) Ah, Perhaps not that one. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Paternoster Gang, Heritage, Volume 4. Strax? Well... Bless me, Mr. Jago. Good to see you, sir. Apologies for my rudeness. I assumed you were merely random human scout. Well, you brought the gang. Young Jenny Flint. And you, Madame Vast, I'd know you anywhere, veiled or not. That creature was a scourge of the Silurian era. A gribbleite. It can't be alive after all that time, surely. Uh, that box of yours, is it just me or is it wriggling? If the gribbleite reaches too high a temperature, our problems will multiply. Uh, Mum, we've got a problem. Oh, ah! Good, what the It looked different in the shop. Word has spread about you, Madame Vastra, and I believe I have found the truth 
within those rumors. Back in the day, I knew your kind as apes. Primitive, impulsive, and suspicious. Little has changed. My people know this legend too. It is the tale of Anura who stole power from the old ones. I know you are waiting. All life, all carbon forms will be immolated and reprocessed. Tomorrow sees the final dawn, and Earth's cycle begins again. Big finish. We love stories. Your Christmas present. Oh, how kind. I'm afraid I didn't get you anything. Quite all right, Mr. Jago. I have everything I could ever want. Except a fishing lance. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Heritage 4 into the Arsenal search nil. pane at the top. Arsenal nil. First up, this is Paul Simpson at Sci-Fi Bulletin, who says, You'll have a smile on your face for a lot of this. Oh. Fine melodrama mixed with good humour. Uh, this has been one of the most uh, consistently enjoyable spin-offs that Big Finish has produced in recent times. Long may the Paternoster gang continue to entertain us. Nine out of ten. Did you not want to say that? Oh, I didn't you? No. no. Uh, <laughs> nine out of ten. Nine, Thank nine, you. Uh, TheDigitalFix.com, Lachlan Haycock, says the first set of the Paternoster Gang, I love the way first set's marked so you can click it and go and have a look at that, uh, was a welcome return of three much-loved characters from Stephen Moffat's era of Doctor Who. And the second sequence, also um, highlighted, of stories expanded the potential of the series. The following highlighted volume uh, continued to provide development for its vivid drawn leads and this final instalment caps off the entire sequence with the same eagerness for hope and flair and for the particular with which it began oh sorry and for the particular for the peculiar it's hope and flair and for the peculiar yeah with which it began uh, reading lessons are beginning now thank you uh, on Twitter, Lala Gay, uh, I think it's Lala Lala Gay. Lala Lala Gay. Lala Lala Gay. Lala Lala Gay. Uh, I love this family so much, can't get enough of them. But sadly, the heritage story concluded. And what a conclusion it was. Almost oh, perfect. Evil Vastra was one of my highlights. Uh, Jago's <gasps> story was also a very nice treat. Oh. Let's hope for more. At Drew is a dork. <laughs> Sorry, that seems cruel to say that. Says, at Big Finish, Paternoster Gang Heritage for Arsenal Nil was excellent and a lovely capstone to the Heritage series. I look forward to seeing what follows next for the Paternoster Gang range. Don't leave me hanging too long! Spork Art uh, says, just finished listening to the Paternoster <laughs> Gang Heritage for, and man, it was good. I can't believe the set is over. Thanks, Big Finish, for making such an incredible series. Lovely. Next week we'll be talking about the Warmaster Heart of Darkness. Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with The End of the Beginning, starring Paul McGann, Peter Davison, Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker. But before that, we go further back in time to a lost Doctor Who story from 1975. Mm -hmm. It's Return of the Cybermen. Hello, everybody. Tom Baker here. Will all be destroyed? 
no, we won't. What's that one doing? Getting something off his chest unit. <laughs> I mean, I'll go again. As I said it, maybe it's a joke. <laughs> Is it a joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that, you know, it's just good politics, isn't it, from you fellows. You've got a script there that was disappointing at one time. You've rejigged it, very amusingly, on a subject that the diehard fans adore, don't they? It's very interesting. But I wouldn't have thought myself that the Cybermen are all that amusing, but... Actually, listening to the boys this afternoon, it is more fun, yes. My name is Sadie Miller and I'm playing Sarah Jane Smith. I'm the Sarah Jane Smith stand-in, really, for my mum, Elizabeth Sladen, who sadly can't, can't do it herself. I thought beds were made for lying on, not standing. I'm delighted to see you too, Doctor, but this isn't a good time. Ah, uh, well, isn't it? Uh, ah! Cybermats! I have noticed. That's why I'm up here. When Big Finished approached me to do Sarah Jane for this story, I was very nervous, really, just because it's such an iconic character and anything to do with Sarah Jane and Doctor Who, I always think about what Mum would want to do, and Big Finished were very kind and let me ask my dad first if it would be all right and he said that he thought it would be so we went from there really but very exciting and once I I got the script it was just I thought it you know it's a brilliant story and just excited to get cracking with it really. Doctor it's it's so close. Can you hear me? We've come here to reclaim something we left here years ago. We are doctors. Doctors? We do not wish to harm you. Why do you want to kill us? Please I've tried to find my own piece of Sarah, I suppose, the part of my mum that's in me that is Sarah, if that makes sense. So I tried to just approach it as you would any other role. But I did have a quick look on YouTube for Sarah Jane Smith screams because I I wasn't quite sure how she might want me to do those. But um, other than that, I just tried to keep it as separate in my mind as possible from the original. Liz Sladen's daughter is here with us. It's very joyful, but at the same time, it's very moving for those of us who knew her very well. Not everybody knew her the same way as we did, yes. But it's so lovely to, well, I suppose, a reincarnation of her darling mother. And she has some of her mother's lovely characteristics. We're so happy to be with her. And she's just warmly embraced me in the way her mother used to. I'm Christopher Naylor, and I play Harry Sullivan. Right, good. Okay, let's do another one. She will be destroyed. What? Destroyed? By you? Harry, careful. Stand back. Anybody who knew me when I was uh, a boy <laughs> will remember how much I uh, I loved Doctor Who, and particularly, you know, I was two when Tom started doing it, so he was he was there in my living room, along with uh, Ian Martyr and Elizabeth Slayton. And, uh, and so it's quite extraordinary to me to find myself here. It really is uh, one of those things I think can only really happen in the acting profession where you get to <laughs> you get to work with your childhood hero yeah, it's extraordinary and, and to play this part I love it I, mean, he's, he's, I think he's a, a wonderful character Harry he's a uh, true hero he's brave but he's also human and he's scared and there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of humanity in there, a lot to explore. Sarah, you never listen. Because you never say anything worth hearing. On the contrary, I've just said... Oh, if he's not going to be helpful. Anitra, if you'd get my clothes, please. It's an extraordinary thing, isn't it, to go back to a, a story that we, we all know very well and to, to go beyond that to the first version, which is so different. And There's something very interesting about opening up the archive, really, and, and taking a script which was written for television and making it work as an audio drama. And Return of the Cybermen is out this week, which, of course, is why we're talking about it in this podcast. Do you see the pattern there? Uh, just go to bigfinish.com and type Return of the Cybermen into the search pane at the top. Let's just use the keyboard or whatever. I mean, maybe you can speak, do dictation. I don't know. Uh, you can find it as part of Doctor Who, the Lost Stories range. Yes. Heading your way soon, we'll be delving into listeners' emails. But before that, it's the end of the beginning. But the moment has been prepared for. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I, I, I sort of, yeah, I don't really know why I said it like that. I could have said it better. But the moment has been prepared for. That's better, isn't it? Yeah, very good. My name is Peter Davison and I play Doctor Number Five. We're not looking at a map of ancient Batoya. We're looking at ancient Batoya itself. Well, I never... In other words, it's not a hologram, it's a portal. And I think the three of us are meant to go through it. Well, it's it's very nice to be working with, or in fact not working with, uh, the other doctors, because obviously they're dividing us up. I understand that. They're not skiving at all. Uh, but obviously we, we cause trouble if we all work together uh, at the same time. So I've, I've just been working with, with Colin and Paul McGann in my head and a little bit of Sylvester at the end. It's fun to do them, actually. It's fun to do... You know, one of the multi-doctor stories. This is Mark Strixon. I play Turlow. What is that? A compass? Of a kind. Enigmatic. Don't worry, Ibrahim. You get used to it. It's his way, I'm afraid. But he'll get us there. I pray for all our sakes he can. Some of you may know, I actually lived in um, Doha, in Qatar, um, for over two years, two or three years. And I spent a lot of time in the Sahara Desert, um, mostly filming wildlife. And I remember one day there was a sandstorm, which of course happens in this story. And um, I was on the top of a sand dune with what's called a phantom camera. Now, phantom cameras are incredibly expensive and they film at extraordinary rates, sort of 400 frames a second. What I was trying to do was I was trying to film sand grains dance up and down on the sand dune. So there I was, completely wrapped up like Lawrence of Arabia, you know, with a scarf over my face with only my eyes showing. And I looked down from from the top of the sand dune that I was on and there was a, a, a camel train coming across the desert. Now, when I was a little boy in the Cotswolds in England, I remember reading a ladybird book about the desert. And in it, it had a picture of sand dunes and a sandstorm and sand whipping around and a camel train coming over. And I thought, my goodness, how did I get here from a little village in the Cotswolds to being on the top of a sand dune in a sandstorm, filming sand grains dancing up and down? Um, so that was, uh, that was amazing. So this brought, this brought back a whole lot of memories for me of, of, of living out there, which I actually really enjoyed. I've got to tell you, the desert is an incredibly beautiful place. Hi, I'm Kevin McNally, and I'm the last Death Lord Vakras in this Doctor Who episode. Doctor. Ah, hello there. I don't believe I've had the pleasure. I am Vakras, 
last of the Death Lords. And I've been waiting for you. Time Lord. He is uh, dripping with evil as we meet him. He's, um, he's the last of his kind and he's plainly a man who's very angry and has, has waged war, as he says, against the universe and clearly a very dangerous individual. What was interesting and lovely about the script is it goes in a very unexpected direction and that's always a, a wonderful thing to have as an actor. I'm Colin Baker and I play the Sixth Doctor. I'm Miranda Raisin and I play Constance Clark, the Sixth Doctor's companion. <laughs> Beautifully. Thank you so much. Mrs Clark, while I'm putting on a show for the locals, you and Calypso Get clear of the ship and watch my back. Mm -hmm. Righto. I have a feeling I'm going to need more than one guardian angel. I'm so used to very good scripts that it, it barely needs to be said that it's a very good script. The standard remains uh, peerless throughout. And this is one of the good ones because it's, uh, it involves all the other doctors. And you always have to be careful with those because we're a jealous lot and we don't want the other doctors getting the best bits. And it seems to have been divided up very fairly throughout all the doctors and the companions. I was looking for the um for the I was thinking, I wonder who gets more. And actually, Colin, you get more end of the scene lines than the other doctors, I noticed. So I think that makes you the winner. Really? I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> Hiya, I'm Robin Holdaway and I'm playing Calypso Jones. We need your help. For you two, anything. We want to meet the leader of these freebooters. Did I say anything? I love Rob, the writer. I think he's got a really wonderful style. It was fantastic to work with him again. And when when I got the script through for this, I was I was so excited, partly because it's amazing to bring Calypso back. Um, there's someone who has a real special place in my heart. And I know from I've had some wonderful responses from people sort of talking about how great it was to have some non-binary representation out there as well. The script as a whole. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant. It's it's always good to have doctors together. I think there's part of that real excitement you get as a fan of going, these people all know each other. I know they're technically the same person, but it's it's a really wonderful thing. And you get to see the companions interact. And I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know how, how spoilery I can be on this. But My name's India Fisher and I play Charlie Pollard. And my name is Paul McGann and I play Doctor Number Eight. Um, after you, Charlie. Thanks. Well, it's, it's 20 years now, yeah, it's 20 oh, years, so it was 2000. Word. Yeah, I did my first big finish in 1999, and we started recording did in you? 2000. Well, so, yeah. so you were, the, well, I did know that, but I'd forgotten it. So you were actually there from two, three years before I was. No, wow. just one, just one. Yeah, 99 to 2000. Yeah, so, uh, no, but we were, it was 20 years, 20 years this oh, year, no, Paul, wow. and we haven't aged a day. <laughs> Luckily, no one can see At least me not at on moment. radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The joy of radio. You can still play an 18-year-old, yeah. Yeah, and we started, didn't we? Like you said, we started in that um, big studio in Bristol. Yeah, um, with Massive Attack upstairs, wasn't it? That was. That's right, that's where Massive cool. were, yeah, were yeah. recording. I always love working with Paul. It's, it's, it's really good fun. And um, and there's just an ease, you know. But then it has been 20 years, so I mean, they but are I, I think that, that ease. Just... I agree. I mean, and and, and you know, I concur. And, and that ease seemed to be there right from the beginning. Mm. And it helped, didn't it? Because I mean, not not that it was ever fraught or fractious, but or, or or was likely to be. But it but it it really helps when you you know simple as it is to say it, it really helps if you are if you do get on with people and you 
you work well together because yeah. you know sometimes the schedules are quite tight and um, and we just did we just sort of fell into it didn't we yeah no it's um, always been really really easy and nice and there was a I think the the early scripts there was you could instantly see the rapport but on on yeah. the page and then that like you know morphed into something even better I think on off yeah. So, yeah 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 I agree yeah we were lucky yeah, you're um, very yeah. easy to act with, though, Paul. <laughs> you don't know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get your hands on this beauty out this week, of course, by going to bigfinish.com and typing end of the beginning into the search pane at the top, you see. And if that isn't exciting enough for you, here's listeners' emails. And, of course, it's uh, it's no mystery to everybody listening and if you want to speak to us you can it's so simple all you have to do is send it uh, send an email to podcast bigfinish.com and it might be you it could get read out it could get slung in the bin uh, no it won't <gasps> never happens Great never thoughts. happens Great um, unless it's nasty and rude which does get slung in the bin but it's a virtual <laughs> bin you see I, I'm digress I'm, I'm going mad here and um, this one's <laughs> sent from post um, it says he just says from post could be anything um, no yeah. this is from Alistair Mitchell it says hi uh, you had me at moron recasting in the background uh, (laughs) in the beginning rundown of the show is that a new thing to diss the talent ha ha regards Alistair Mitchell it's because you said more on recasting you see more on recasting clever play on words there it's very funny to point that out Alistair thank you good ears I'm I'm laughing inside Um, this is from Andrew Hyde who says questions and thanks dear Nick and Benji I'm a newbie to your podcast so forgive me if uh, if any of this has been asked before I have always enjoyed the BF content that I have listened to over the years, mainly Jerry Anderson releases, but never really delved deeply into the vast archive of Big Finish Productions. However, after getting my copy of Space 1999 via the Jerry Anderson store, I really got bitten by the Big Finish bug, found it really nice to listen to when gaming. And unlike the other bug bite, I am happy to indulge the symptoms. I don't see what you're saying. Uh, This has included listening back to all the Jerry Anderson box sets that I own and listening to my recording of The Prisoner broadcast on the radio over Christmas. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, our version of The Prisoner was on Radio 4 Extra. And just wow, your adaptation of The Prisoner is a true work of genius, taking the best parts of the original and injecting abilities of limitless restraints that being an audio production can do. The opportunity to go anywhere and do anything that would have been impossible on the original series. From a production and casting point of view, completely faultless, Mark Elstop, Lucy Briggs-Owen and Sarah Powell were amazing in their respective roles and the sound design out of this world. Oh, good old Ian Meadows. I would love to hear more from this world you have recreated in a fourth volume. However, however, the way this series has so far concluded, adding to it may detract from its creative ending. Well, possibly, possibly. So enough praise and down to the few questions I have. As I've said, I'm a massive fan of Big Vinicius Jerry Anderson releases uh, with the successes of both Terrorhawks and now Space 1999. Do you think it's now time to consider maybe adapting other Anderson shows for Big Finish? Personally, I think Stingray and Fireball XL5, I just added that in myself, would be perfect for adapting. Again, like The Prisoner and Space 1999, taking the best parts of the original and bringing them up to date with a few creative additions, for example, Marina still being mute and maybe explaining it more in an episode why her and her race are mute, but making her telepathic so she can have a voice of sorts, but maybe have it so only Troy can hear her. Do you know, that's almost exactly the idea I had about... um, 
Really? Marina. Yes, it is. I thought it's, you've got to make her telepathic, haven't you? Anyway, massive uh, thank you for making lockdown a lot more enjoyable with both podcasts and your stories. And just say, stay safe, if I could read it properly. Cheers, Andrew Hyde. P.S. As soon as I get paid next, I am planning on buying the complete Prisoner Connection so I can listen to them via the app without feeling bad. It's okay to listen to them on the radio because, you know, we've, we've put them on the radio. But I'm really glad you're going to buy it. And I'm so pleased the things you... You say there, Andrew. Really grateful for your compliments. Um, with regard to other Anderson stuff, well, there's uh, maybe something coming up. So I can't say anything more. And also, Anderson Entertainment will be doing all sorts of interesting things in the coming years, and I'll be working with them on that as well. So, yeah, pl- plenty of good Anderson, Jerry Anderson content coming up. It's like the idea that, uh, that Marina actually talks telepathically. Well, she talks like this. Hello there, Governor. <laughs> All right, none of them lot can hear me. <laughs> you tell Brilliant. that bloke to stop looking at me. Um, this one here is from George Hewitt, uh, the co-owner of Hewitt Packard. Um, says here, question. Dear Nick and Benji, I hope you're both well. Firstly, uh, I'd like to ask something about an email from a couple of weeks ago in the podcast oh, yes. about CD Extras Discs. Yes. To me, one of the advantages of the extras disc is that the first two thirds are generally interviews about the production, and the last 20 minutes or so is a music suite from the stories. I absolutely love having the music, so would you be able to confirm if the Dalek Universe sets will come from music suites on the extras disc? Having listened to the trailer for the first set, I'd really love to be able to listen to the music on its own. Also, would you be able to offer downloadable music extras from the sets that don't contain a bonus disc? Another trailer that was recently listened to was The Lone Centurion, and the music in it seems absolutely amazing. Would you ever consider offering it as a download to listeners who purchase through your website? Uh, One more question. Uh, I'd really like to be able to get into the third Doctor Adventures, but as there have already been six volumes, I'm not sure where to begin. As a fan of arc-based stories, will there be standalone box sets for the third Doctor in a similar style to Wicked Sisters in the new 2022 uh, third Doctor range? Um, (laughs) Three Doctor. Uh, I loved the format of that set, including the way the extras were handled, and so I'd love to see some more releases in that format. Best wishes, uh, George Hewitt. Yes. Well, I've asked about the Dalek Universe music suite. I hope there should be. There, most releases do have them. Um, so should yes. Uh, the Lone Centurion. I imagine there'll be a music suite with that too. Um, Who did that? Is that Howard Carter or? Jamie? Well, the Lone Centurion. Yeah. Or... That was Rob Harvey. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a cracker, isn't it? It's going to be a cracker. Yes. Uh, well, it was uh, the Third Doctor Adventures. Honestly, there's no continuing story arc. You can just jump on any time you like. You can buy Easy. them in any order. Just buy them in reverse order if you like. It's like a bus. Just, you can just hop on. Just well, hop not anymore, on. but you, yeah. you used to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, and finally, uh, uh, Nissa McKinnon, <laughs> who's written to us a lot. Uh, well, not a lot. We've just been reading out a lot of our emails, really. Squee is the subject. Hello, everyone. I hope the Big Finish family is safe and can make sense of Boris's plan. Oh. <laughs> I mean, does anyone, regardless, stay shiny? So since I was shouted out twice uh, this last episode podcast, does that mean I'm now a regular cast member? Will this double my salary? I included the maths to show you my new rate. Uh, zero pounds. <laughs> 
pounds times two equals zero pounds. Uh, I know it has a total of seven figures, but I think I am worth it. There's no question about that, Nissa. So I have two good thoughts and a bad thought about recent oh. releases. First, the bad. I, I was told that lead with the bad. Uh, concerning the siren call, I understand that someone had to die to become a zombie spouse, but I'm a little worried about the trope, bury your gaze. Uh, maybe because you created her for a brief appearance makes it worse but again I understand having a secondary character being affected was required unlike the original series where they would parachute Alphans in as needed never to be seen again yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that Carno and Sandra can work together or if you um, meet Maya or Maya as the character isn't it they can fall for each other rather than Tony I'm not sure I want to see Tony but I love that Simmons is being stretched out <laughs> of the one note he had true I'm a big fan of Simmons uh, Tim Benting's performance is brilliant I know it was probably uh, broadcast re reordering but it would have been neat to have him be in more TV episodes totally right Miss. I completely agree with that um, that is the first good good thing um, oh yes so uh, the, the bury your gaze thing I mean it's an interesting thing we decided to have um, Dash Kakano have a wife which of course in 1999 that that didn't happen in reality you know um uh, same-sex marriages weren't uh in law in those days but we thought you know in our alternative version of the past future we would sort of try to be more representative of uh, uh, modern ways and of course the the problem is of course when you um are more representative in the nature of your characters. We're dealing with melodramas, and in melodrama, people are in trouble, get threatened, get killed. So inevitably, things like that are going to happen to characters. And uh, I don't think, you know, just because you uh, bring people from different backgrounds and different perspectives in that they should be immune from bad things happening to them. Uh, that said, I do take your point that it does look like, oh, you know, we introduced a gay character, we immediately killed them off. But, you know, we wanted one of our lead characters to be gay uh, and we wanted to involve them in an exciting melodramatic plot. So do you see the problem there? So I'm really sorry that if it's offended anyone, we didn't... Um, I mean, I don't know whether it's appropriate for me to say, but it, the, it was a, a gay person's idea to do this. And uh, so and it hadn't occurred to them that we'd potentially be doing that bury your gaze thing. I realise that this is a very contentious issue and I'm really sorry if I'm offending people by the phraseology I'm using. I'm just um, trying to work my way through it. We're, our intentions were good, though. We wanted to do something that was inclusive. Um, but I can see that that, that was potentially an issue but I'm, I'm sort of happy that there was enough positivity in there myself but anyway um, let us know what you think Nissa, because it's time that we <laughs> increased your uh, salary to three times zero uh, that's the first good thing that you said so uh, so much depth you're bringing to characters that I'm rooting for Simmons interesting yeah there's all oh, there's lots of interesting stuff coming up in the second box set about that the second good thing is tanya bell a trans companion played by a trans woman that i found out about on international women's day what could be better i may have to wait a while to hear her stories i'm listening to the main range now and i want to hear things in released order we're talking about stranded of course i get my tax refund this week and i'm excited to get the next 12 yes benji you did say my name right most people skip the a do they they just call you niss not nissa Weird, or it could be there? McKinnon. Oh, as opposed that? to Mc McKinnon. Oh, maybe. oh, I don't know. It could now. be, I'm it could be seeing a well-placed A. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure you may have guessed where I got my name. 
I could have been a Tegan. Or a Turner, for, or, a, or, you know, or, a, or a Perry. Or, indeed. A Perry. Or a chameleon. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, I'm done. Uh, looking forward to hearing your great work soon. Thank you, Nissa McKinnon. 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 Nissa. Uh, Nissa, I'm so confused now. I'm so sorry to let you down. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Well, that's it for the emails this week. More corkers on the way next time. Ooh. Any minute now, we'll be drama-teasing you with the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who, the end of the beginning. But before that, it's... The Rag and Bone Man! Oh, no, um, answer the Rag and Bone, will you? Uh, that was how a randomised electron shove it in the old search engine, loaded up, select the big finish release, and here we go. It's uh, uh, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected big finish release. I'll just read Benji's But bit we of can't have there. Doctor Who Masters of Earth Part 1 because it's free. Yeah. Let's can, do Masters of Earth Masters then. Masters of Earth then, why not? Eh? Yes, let's hear the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. This is the year 2163. Guilty! 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 A dark time. Stop! The solar system blockaded. Whoa! Now that's what I call a flying saucer. Earth belongs to the Daleks. <laughs> the Daleks are out there in space, conquering other worlds. Resistance is useless. They never stop. And that's what your doctor does. He fights them whenever he meets them. This is, was my fight, but not here. Not now. Obey the Daleks in all things. Register this! Disobey and you will die. Exterminate! No, don't you dare! Daleks are masters of Earth. Quick, you two, before the whole building behind collapses. Alert, alert, alert. Moira, you're going too fast. Seek, locate, destroy. Moira! As the saying goes, I got a bad feeling about this. Place yourselves! If I were to be captured, and if the Daleks were to examine my memories... This is the Dalek Supreme! Doctor! Doctor Who. Masters of Earth! Masters of Earth is a fantastic uh, sixth Doctor story, isn't it? It is, yes. That I directed... And I also did the music for it, bizarrely, which is very unusual for me to do the music for a, a main range story. Um, and uh, it's lovely. It's set in the world post uh, the invasion, you know, that we see in the Dalek invasion of Earth and the TV episode. But it's sort of going on at, maybe slightly before William Hartnell's Doctor turns up. And it's sort of it's really a great story uh, written by Mark Wright and Cavan Scott. Or Cavan, as we like to call him. We don't like to call him that, and neither Caven. does he like... Caven. He was in Blake 7. Cavan. We do this every time, Cavan. I, I Just my hope is that you're not listening and you don't have to uh, listen to me talking rubbish about your name. Uh, I mean, I could do one about Matt Fitton, but I won't. Uh, it's all right. I get called Banjo on a, a weekly basis. Ba- <laughs> Banjo Cypher. 
thank you, Banjo. It's, it's Neb Drofilk. There we go. All you have to do is go to bigfinish.com, go to the podcast section. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, in there, there'll be the, the latest podcast. You click read more. Yes. And in the blurb, I like saying the word blurb. Blurb. In the blurb, blurb it says blurb, just blurb, click blurb, here blurb. and enter the code BUCK UP. That's all capital letters B U C K U P. No spaces, no complications, no punctuations, no stresses for the nations. Just <laughs> shove that in there. And you know you'll get your discount, twenty five percent off. It's a winning, it's a winning factor. And indeed, th- thanks for that, Ran. It's a nice one. Time now for us to say goodbye to you all. Until next time, when we'll be delving into Doctor Who, the Doomsday Contract, and Torchwood: Lease of Life. I don't have a funny voice for that title. And whilst we're away, here's a special drama tease of the first fifteen minutes mm. of Doctor Who: The End of the Beginning by Robert Valentine. It was the end of everything. The final battle. The last stand of the Death Lords of Ketha. My people. We won't last much longer, my lord. Hold your position. But we're outnumbered. Hold the line, Commander. We can't have victory, we can die as we lived. My lord, he's right. We must retreat. Retreat? We are the Death Lords, sworn to protect Ketha's honor to the end. You fool, listen to reason, the cause is lost, but we are not. Do your oaths mean nothing? Oaths to what? The Citadel is lost, the Elders have betrayed us. We must flee. No, not while I'm alive. Focus all firepower on the Empyrean. If this is how we're going to die, let us die with glory. I sir. I don't see them, are you sure? I mean our own fleet, sire. What? What is this? Stand down, all blade chips. It's over. The Death Lords have fallen. And so have you. They're opening fire. No! Incoming! But I did not die. Life clung to my broken body as I drifted through the blackness of infinity. And there, in the abyss, as the millennia passed and the Death Lords faded into myth, finally I realized the purpose for which I had been chosen, the one true cause to which I would commit the rest of my existence. In that moment, I declared war on the universe. escape me a second time, Doctor. Put them up against that wall. Ow! Easy! 
This won't do you any good, Corrington. Nor you, Doctor, believe me. Form rank. Doctor? Cholo. Before we die, can we at least agree that this was all your fault? If it makes you happier. Not really. Prepare to fire on my command. This is your last chance, Doctor. Tell me what I want to know. You're wasting your time. On top of which, you have no authority here and no right to threaten us. It's the law of the desert out here, old man. Now tell me. The city. I know you know where it is. I've already told you, we don't. Neither of us. And that's the truth. Is he right about that, Master Turlow? Or would you rather not let the sun bleach your bones? I wish I could help. And the funny thing is, I mean that. Stubborn fools. Still, you can't say I didn't give you a fighting chance, can you? Oh well, death it is then. Men, take aim. Ready. Take cover! Tell her, get down! What's happening? I have no idea. Come on! Inside. But the camels are this way. Inside. This really isn't a good idea. We'll be gone soon, don't you worry. Then why are we... The locator. Precisely, Turlough. The locator. So you're still intent on finding that thing in the desert, are you? Yes, and without it we won't get far. Which way? Upstairs. Right. Well, hurry up, then. Where did you hide it? Where do you think? In one of these pots. Which one? How do I know? I was in a hurry. Wonderful. Found it. Give it here. Well, at least you haven't broken it. All right, then. Come on. Which way to the camels? This way. Going somewhere, gentlemen. Ah. Apparently not. That contraption. Hand it over. Please, it's of no possible use to you. Hand it over, or Master Turlow meets his maker. Very well. Stop. Cease fire. Drop your weapons or your captain dies. Put down your weapon, Warrington. Is that any way to speak to an old friend, Bedwin? Friends remain true, Corrington. Unlike you. Ah, not very sporting, you know, shooting a man in cold blood. You can talk. Silence! I warned you what would happen if you came here again. And I ignored you. You're a lousy shot, Bedwin. Even if you weren't, at this range I wouldn't wager much on you hitting me. You're right, Englishman. Unlike you, I am a lousy shot. I'm aiming at your trigger hand, of course. But knowing my luck, I'll probably hit you in the head. Or God forbid, somewhere more painful. Drop your weapon. Order your men to retreat. I'd do as he says if I were you. <sighs> I suppose so. The better part of valor and all that. Gloria Titona. Men, let's leave these good people to reflect on their situation. You win this round, Bedwin. Turlo, Doctor, until we meet again. I can hardly wait. That was close. You do realize our luck will run out one of these days? Yes, the thought had crossed my mind once or twice. 
Thank you for that. You turned up just in time. Yes, much appreciated. Do not move. Oh. Hands up again? Of course. Who are you? I'm known as the Doctor. This is my friend Turlo. Hello. And you are... What did the man Quarrington want with you? He wanted to kill us, actually. So, we have something in common. Fatur, Mali, we shall take them with us. That's really very kind, but there's no need. No need? The desert is a dangerous place at the best of times, and Quarrington will not have strayed far. But we can't just... We see your point. It's most kind of you. Where are we going, exactly? It is not kindness. It is... curiosity. And to answer your question, Doctor, my name is Ibrahim. Welcome to my camp. It is yours. Thank you. Are we to stay here? As my honored guests, for the time being. Please. Make yourselves comfortable. Oh, thank you. Now that we have some privacy, tell me. Are you spies or scholars? Or both? Well, we're not spies. And why would you think us scholars? Meeting countrymen of yours who speak Arabic is uncommon enough. But you speak Najdi as well as any Bedou in the region. Oh, I see. Yes, well, as Tello says, we're not spies, Ibrahim. I can assure you of that. But we are interested in history. Truly? So is your friend we left back at the old fort. Trust me, he's no friend of ours. He has friends enough. Indeed, the great John Quarrington has a piece of paper from the British consul in Damascus, and another from the Turks in Istanbul. Both these papers say he is an archaeologist, but in truth, he is a plunderer, a thief, a murderer. How did you cross his path? There's a gorge out in the deep desert, a day's trek to the southeast. That's where he found us. You came from there? And what on this good earth were you doing in that godforsaken place? He assumed we were looking for the same thing he was. The city. Ah, it becomes clear at last. This man who captured you, he is the worst of you Englishmen. Oh, we're not English either. <laughs> then you are German spies and you think this is what Englishmen look like. Cricketers and schoolboys. But truly, Welsh, Scottish, Irish, whichever it is that you are, Men like your Quarrington seek to plunder Arabia. It is a game to them. Is it a game to you, Doctor? We haven't come here to plunder. But you know what lies there, out where he found you. I have a suspicion, but I can't be sure. And you are determined to find it, no doubt? Yes. Why? Curiosity. You are enigmatic, Doctor. But you are not the first enigmatic English scholar of my acquaintance. Very well. As your host, and as you are guests in my tent, allow me to satisfy a little of that curiosity. I can tell you what Quarrington hungers for. Blood, mostly. Blood is his currency, yes. But it is the city he seeks. A lost place. It is said to house a great jewel, known as the Zalam. The darkness. Indeed. 
Will you help us return there, Ibrahim? To the gorge, I mean, no further. That is an unfair question to ask while my guests, Doctor. To refuse would make me a poor host. I don't insist upon it. You should. Without guides, I doubt you would survive the journey. He has a point, Doctor. All right. Will you help us? Perhaps. Will this quest of yours harm Quarrington? I certainly hope it will disappoint him. Now that is something that would please me. I will help you find this place. But I warn you, there are strange things out there in that desert. The djinn dance among the dunes, and there are secrets buried there that no man knows. Not even Bedu. Some sleep, Jock. We pick up their trail at dawn. Yes, sir. With that Arab guiding them, they'll lead us straight to it. What's that? Mr. Quarrington, look! What the blazes? Some kind of flying machine? Zero non-terrestrial life detected. Continuing search of human encampment. Shoot it, sir! that? There. There was a lick of flame on the horizon. Yes, but what was it? Artillery? Quarrington. My apologies, my friends. We must leave before dawn. Preseeker drone destroyed, my lord. So, the terrain is hostile. Very well. I'll seek him myself. Time is running out, but he's here and close by. Doctor. Not exactly, but I'll find it soon enough for this. What is that? A compass? Of a kind. Enigmatic. Don't worry, Ibrahim. You get used to it. It's his way, I'm afraid. But he'll get us there. I pray for all our sakes he can. Hmm. It's certainly getting stronger. A repeated pulse broadcast in every direction through space-time. Is that thing working, Doctor? Perfectly, thank you, Teller. We should continue along this ridge and then down that bank towards the valley. It looks a long way to me. It is not far. There is an oasis there, a good place to camp. Then what are we waiting for? Wait. What is it? We are being followed. Quarrington? No. He's out there somewhere, no doubt. But this is something else. Doctor! Come and look! Quiet. I'm taking a reading. There, Turlo. That black speck. See? It moves in our direction. The same path we took. What is it? 
It is a man. Or some demon in the shape of one. What makes you say that? See for yourself. He has no camel. No supplies. He walks on foot and has followed us for many miles. A man would be dead. Doctor, you really should see this. One thing at a time, please. Doctor, I do not like this discovery. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. I'll put that on the old shopping list then. Yes, put it on the new shopping list. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> that food from 85, right? Ooh.